Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, storyteller. Just as a meta note before we start this episode, I'm really happy with where things have progressed in this recording. The next couple of episodes should show things really ramping up in an exciting way that I think plays a lot on everyone's strengths but which also begins to pull more deeply on the exalted setting that we're playing with. I am also in the process of adjusting some levels on the tracks that we record, so there might be some changes to the sound of the show over the next couple of episodes. This should all be improvements, but if you're noticing that we sound a little different in the next week, that is me striving for a continuous improvement, both at the table and in my edits. I'm happy to hear how people are responding to these changes. Well, with that all out of the way, let's do this. In the time of myth, when gods and mortals walk creation together, Wrighton Triumphant prepared to take Godwin, Ajax, and Ariston to meet with the Pirate Queen to parley about their mutual enemy, House Ragara. Could they summon the social acumen to treat with royal scalawags? Would they be received with open arms? Was there any way for Godwin to get out of this without embarrassing himself? So, right and triumphant, and this person that had pulled him up are standing uh, kind of at the the hatch that they had climbed up through, and uh, right and triumphant turns to you collectively and says, Well, I guess we might as well get a, get a move on back down there right now. This is Magnificence Renewed, by the way, but we like to call her Mags. Uh, hey guys, we better get down there. So, as you guys look below the hatch, the river below... The current is moving, but you can also see a number of kind of like moving, dancing rainbow lights below. And there is a relatively heavy coiled rope that extends from kind of the lip of this door all the way down to a boat quite a ways below. And Wrighton looks at you guys and says, I don't know how you guys prefer to get down here. This is my preferred method. And he pulls a relatively large, thick leather strap out of like one of the pouches that he has on his person, wraps it around both of his wrists and creates kind of a band, and then just kind of like sidles up next to the rope, puts his hands over, and commences to slide down the rope. Nice. So what are you guys, how are you guys going to get yourselves down there? Ariston just jumps in the river. He just wants to be in the water again. That works. I mean, it's a long dive. Like, it is a long dive. Uh, he can handle it, Quinn. All right, no. Ostensibly, this is a game about over-the-top crazy heroic people. I'm just letting you know this is a big fall. Okay. Um, you're not going to take damage for it or anything. All right. He, bear with me here. Mm-hmm. He's going to bend the water and make it taller so where he dives is deeper. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, you create this kind of pillar of higher water and drop down. And actually, as Ariston gets under the water, he can see that the source of this rainbow light, there are a series of these enormous sea, like seahorse looking creatures that have these really, really long fins. So they're actually kind of more like sea dragons. Are you familiar with sea dragons? I mean, I'm assuming. No. Sea dragons are so cool. I bet they are. A sea dragon is kind of like a seahorse, except that it is much, much longer. It's not as like curled up but it's a dragon that's it that's that's the difference (laughs) (laughs) okay so extending from these sea dragons are these long kind of flowy fins that are emitting this kind of rainbow coruscating light ariston would recognize these as being sea mares they are actually pretty common water elementals around the ocean and this is a kind of regional river variant and they appear to be 
kind of tied to and surrounding these different boats that are moored. How is Godwin getting down? Ajax, can I sit on your back? No. I don't know how else to get down. Don't you have a belt? No. Am I supposed to? Is that an adult thing to have? Yes. Crap. You know what? You can get on my back. I'll take my belt off and do the same thing as right and ex- right and <laughs> triumphant. You can call him Rye. Okay. I'll do the same thing as Rye, except I hope my belt holds with the weight of two of us. I certainly hope so, too. Excellent. So Ajax takes off his belt and begins to slide down with Godwin on his back. As you guys are kind of leaving the bottom side of the city, you can see that fanned out below you are probably 50 separate river vessels spread out at all of which are attached to the bottom side of the city in different ways. And relatively in the middle of this somewhat circular formation is an extra large vessel that has kind of an enormous flag or banner on it that is in like deep deep red and it's lit from below and it has a golden emblem of a river dragon on it and the lights from the various sea mares are kind of breaking out beneath the water so there's a mix of torchlight and sea mare light as you guys land down on this bottom deck and there's a series of connected planks and stuff between the different ships so that people can easily kind of walk around but you guys land on your feet at the bottom of the ship all of these ships are kind of flat vessels some of them have sails but the sails are relatively small and rye and mags are at the the bottom waiting for you uh welcome to the fleet looks like your friend took quite a dive there yeah i'm just glad this belt didn't break convenient i'm just glad my back didn't break you've hailed me before i don't know why it's suddenly an issue now i'm not a lot to carry i guess that's right he he is relatively slight I like that word, slight. It's a lot nicer than other people have called me. You mean weak? Thanks, Ajax. You're welcome. Hey, guys, c- can you, like, lower him a rope down, or I kind of used up my energy for the day. Can we just not get him? He's, like, still in the water. Yeah, Rye puts his foot up kind of on the, the side of the ship and extends a hand down and kind of yanks Ariston up. Welcome aboard. I was just giving them the introductory speech. Thank you. I'll probably be able to do some stuff... In a little bit, I'm just, just tired. I don't think I've ever seen anyone move that much water, so... I'm, uh, one of a kind, my friend. I bet you are. I bet you are. <laughs> All right. He's, like, still holding on to Ariston, like, hard. Clasped kind of at the forearm. Uh, okay, but seriously, we we gotta get moving. So... You guys begin to walk towards this largest, like, the largest kind of central ship... There's a bunch of pirates around here. There's probably about 8 to 10 people per vessel, and there's about 50 vessels that are docked underneath the city. So you're looking at probably 500 people, most of whom look pretty ragged, some of whom look relatively emaciated and undernourished, and you get to one of these ships that is immediately bordering the the large vessel, and Rye stops and says, I need to take a minute to talk with the pirate queen before you guys are granted an audience. You'll understand if I leave you here with mags for a minute and go ease the way for your appearance. I'll be back in a moment. And he steps on the plank and moves to the big ship. Guys, why don't we just sneak in and take all their weapons and then leave and not meet this lady? Um, I'm right here, you know. <laughs> also, like, what, what, do you, what do you think you're doing? Everyone here has weapons on them. We're pirates. I mean... I was just being hypothetical. I was just saying hypothetically. Hypothetically, Godwin, 
any one of them could kick your ass. Hypothetically, I happen to be very profound in martial arts, Ajax. Yeah, that's true. He could kick anyone's ass pretty much. My mother enrolled me. Okay, but you still couldn't fight 500. Godwin was the kid in the class that did karate while everyone else got to play basketball. Yeah, it's also theoretically possible for Godwin to kill 500 people in a fight. Oh, man. That's the kind of game this is. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Godwin, we know you're talented, but we can't have two armies against us. Come on, man. I was just saying, hypothetically, it is a possibility that we could entertain. Uh, well, I'm gonna ask that you guys stop uh, entertaining that line of thought because it makes me personally uncomfortable. I was just entertaining the thought because I like to be entertained. Okay, well, entertainment's over. It's time for it to go home. Let it out the door. You know, that's a great idea because I think I'm not feeling very entertained by our slightly less than hospitable host. Okay, are you going to start casting aspersions on my ability to be a hospitable host? Because you're the one that immediately started about robbing us of all of our things. And I was just asking you to drop that line of conversation. If you want to make conversation, I'm happy to make it. What do you guys do for a living? I don't want to talk to you. We solve <laughs> mysteries. <laughs> We're like the Hardy Boys of Jawe. Solve mysteries? Uh-huh. Bunch of teenagers kids? Hey, hey, I'm 21, thank you very much. We had a Nancy Drew, but, you know, she's off doing different things. Still sad. Huh, mysteries, huh? That's that's an interesting line of work. We also solve mysteries of how are we going to get out of this shithole that Godwin dug us into. (laughs) Hey, you walked in through the, you know, little doggy door into this shithole, okay? That was entirely your fault. It's a pet door, okay? Not dog-specific. Uh, you guys seem to have a lot of internal conflict. Are you sure that you're ready to go asking an outside party for support when you don't even seem to have your own internal cohesion together? That's why I was saying hypothetically we should just take it and not ask. And that's why I think that you, Godwin, should stay silent and let Ariston do the negotiating. But I have so much charisma. That you don't use. (laughs) Give me a chance. Put me in, coach. I'm ready. We've given you a chance before. And look where that got us with uh, Rogaras. Hey, now we wouldn't have met these wonderful people like our hospitable, entertaining host here. Uh, well, it looks like the one that you're deferring to to do most of the speaking has been relatively quiet so far. I mean, aside from defenses to verbal berations by uh, the small, angry one. I just would like to, uh, you know... To take a, take the spotlight, I'm kind of a under-the-radar person, but I believe that I can communicate well with the Pirate Queen. We both come from the sea. We both lived there for, or been on it for a long amount of time. And, you know, rivers aren't that much different. Yeah, you might be making some undue assumptions about the Queen. You'd be surprised. Well, I'm gonna try my best, okay? Oh, I, I don't doubt your ability to converse or communicate, but you stop bringing assumptions into a conversation, and you know what they say about that. What do they say, Mags? Because I really don't. I really don't know what they say. It, it makes an ass out of you and me. He doesn't know, like, things that people... Like, he literally comes from the sea. So, like, things that you and I say, like, little sayings like that, they're they're above his, his watery head. Yeah, he doesn't get anything from A or B or even D. Just, just the C. Someone said, like, don't cry over spilled milk, but, like, it doesn't fall to the ground. It just floats up. Like, God, you can just catch it. Stupid. Everyone's stupid but me. Sea cows are a thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you even harvest milk? It just, like, 
floats away and like gets mixed in with the water. Straight to bottle. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, you just powdered a bottle. Yep. <laughs> okay, I can see that you're all very active and engaged uh, conversation partners. Unfortunately. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you'll do fine. Uh, the queen's a nice lady. Real nice. She cute? Oh, oh my god. god, is that... It has no bearing on her capacities as the queen. That's not an answer. Well, it's the answer that you're getting. <laughs> I'll take it. And at this point, Rai comes around the corner on the upper ship. Okay, it looks like she's ready to see you guys now, so if you guys just come on up, it's time. And he motions for you guys to kind of follow him, and Mags comes as well. This ship is a lot more elaborately painted and done up than the rest of the ships. There's a lot of kind of, like, red and gold accents on the other ships, but this ship has been fully painted red, and it kind of has gold highlights, and there is this raised second layer that is flat and has structural kind of wings off the top of it, and you guys are brought up actually to this top floor where there is this extensive platform and then kind of small stairs that lead up to this gazebo-type structure that has these very large red curtains that are actually drawn open right now, and on top of this platform is the flag that I had mentioned earlier with the river dragon emblazoned on it, and there's actually a magnificent golden chair with these red stone metal accents. If somebody wants to give me a perception plus occult roll to determine the nature of this chair, I would be willing to take that. It's just going to be difficulty two. Hypothetically, we could steal the chair. Hypothetically, we shouldn't. You know, I'm, I'm starting to get concerned that I let you in my house. There's been some stuff that's gone missing. I'm starting to be concerned that I let you put a pet door in the door of the goddamn establishment! At least they didn't steal anything. You stealer. You're scum. Wow, it seems like you guys have a real unified front here. <laughs> okay, but is there anyone who's gonna... I'm a two. What's your perception? What's it called? I don't know. <laughs> it's a three... three. Eight? Yeah. Oh, you're rolling. <laughs> Three. Yeah. Three. Okay. The accents on this chair, the red stony metal accents, are actually red jade, which is one of the magical materials in creation. Jade has a number of different colors that it comes in, specifically red, blue, white, black, and green are the predominant colors of jade, and Red jade has associations with the element of fire, but on top of this chair that is adorned with these red jade accents is a woman with wild hair and large young eyes. She's wearing a vest and a simple shirt underneath it and has a bandolier situated under the vest, which is covered in knives. Um, one of her hands is wrapped up and on the other hand, she has a relatively large leather glove and her... Her legs are spread relatively wide, and she is talking to a number of people who are up on the platform with her. Man, what a badass. Man, it's pretty. For the sake of Godwin's hormones, how old is she? Okay, she's 18. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Let's steal that chair and the lovely lady that's on it. I thought you were going to go a whole different direction with that, Godwin. I was thinking I'm stuffing my head. You think? You know, like 80% of our body is water, right? You wouldn't survive without without things that came from me. Are you saying all water comes from you? 
No, it just meant like I am your lord and creator and you will bow to me. <laughs> See, I would have believed if if you didn't think because you didn't think about the consequences of putting a pet door in the goddamn establishment. Are we still on this? I'm s I apologized many times. Apologies aren't gonna bring that pine cone back. I'm bitter. Bitter. If I got you a new pine cone, if I climbed a tree, got you a new pine cone from the highest point of the pine tree, would you would you forgive me for the pet door? You would just bitch and moan about how your feet hurt the whole tree up. I, what if I I would not. I did that one time because it was a thorn tree and you didn't tell me that thorns hurt. That was mean. Hypothetically, I laughed a lot. Okay, well, I think it's time for this incredibly, immaculately unified front to shut its collective mouth because you're about to be in the presence of someone of incredibly high status. And beauty. Oh, God, no. So, Rye walks up the stairs, and as he does, a number of the people who are sitting and, like, talking in the area begin to clear out, and there's actually a couple of attendants that she has in the room that are dressed in fancier clothes they're wearing simple robes as opposed to practical pirates wear they draw closed these enormous red curtains and then step out of the room until the only people in the room are you three the pirate queen rye and there are actually two people standing behind the chair on either side of her one is a woman with very very long black hair but the side the left third of her head is shaved and she is covered head to toe in these incredibly intricate trailing red black and gold tattoos and there is another person on the other side who has like thick reddish brown curly hair very dark skin and slightly short stature and she has a relatively large chopping sword at her side and she rests her hand on it as you all come into the room at the center of the room down below the throne there's actually a large table for seating you would need to kneel at it to be comfortable it's a kneeling table but there is this elaborate seating area at the bottom of it does mags come in with us yes mags is there okay so what do you do as this is very clearly transitioned into kind of a formal court setting i guess i'll speak oh <laughs> but I'm, i must say i'm a little more nervous than usual that woman looks like she could tear me in two and i kind of like it okay so mags what do i what do i do what is the proper hypothetically if i was to talk to a pirate queen what would be the best way to go about with that well, seeing as how you guys are outsiders, it's generally pretty good form to start with genuflection. Do we do we call her your highness? Is that your your pirateness? I think no, that that's worse. She is fine with the appellation queen. Appellation queen. No, appellation. The name, the title, appellation queen. Also the mountain range. <laughs> mountain mountain queen. No, just Which- just Which call her one? queen. Just call her queen. Range. I don't understand. Someone help. Just just refer to her as queen and prostrate yourselves, please. Quick, prostrate. So we all, like, get on our knees and bow? Mm-hmm. Well, who do we have here? The three of you. Oh my gosh, her voice is more beautiful than my recorder. We are just three men looking for an alliance that could possibly save our lives and maybe end up well for you, my queen. Your royal queenness! <gasps> and Godwin takes off his glasses and bows as if he was taking off a hat and puts them back on. Please, it's just queen is fine. She specifically said just queen. It took me, it, I got it. It took me a while, but I got it. I'm on, sorry. Godwin. I'm 
Sorry. I'm a little bit flustered. Well, it would do you well not to show that state of being in the presence of someone of my status. But let's forget about that. I will speak to you today as a pirate and not as a queen. Is there anything I could get you? Do I still refer to you as queen or your, your pirateness? Pirate bitch. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> we just bowed to this lady. <laughs> no, that was, that was Al. Alex, not Aris. Yeah, that was Alex. <laughs> Definitely Alex. <laughs> yes, I would still prefer to be called Queen, but is there anything I could get you? Plum wine? Opium? Tea? What's opium? But it sounds like a good one-time thing. Something you'd definitely not get addicted to. Yeah, do you guys want to do it? I haven't done it, let's do it. I feel like we came here to do something, you guys. Okay, uh, we're, we're fine. We're fine, thanks. And that's opium. Let's fucking do it. Okay. She snaps her fingers and one of the attendants runs back in and she whispers in his ear and he steps out. Now, if you would all please take a seat as we wait for the refreshments to arrive, I believe that we might as well all get comfortable. Oh, I'm more than happy to get comfortable with you, queen. Well, it sounds like you're getting a little too comfortable right off the bat. <laughs> okay. Gordon, I think you'd best sit next to me on this one, and I'll stay in between you and- Yeah, my hands are about as wet as Ariston's house right now. Why would you say that out loud? She doesn't even get that reference, Godwin. I'm sorry, I'm just so nervous she could break me like a twig. My queen, we're just- we've made some powerful enemies, and I know that that doesn't sound the best, but I can guarantee you safe crossing to any body of water that you wish for life if you help us. That's somewhat appealing, but I dare say we have some more immediate goals I think we would prefer to have taken care of. I could give you my hand in marriage. We are called the Tepu River Pirates for a reason, and that is because this is a river that we make our home. I respectfully decline the offer of marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I respectfully accept that declination. Is there anything else we can do for you? Will you pull it together, Godwin? <laughs> Can I have tissues with that opium? You just met her. <laughs> Before that, I believe that formal introductions are in order for everyone present. You have introduced me to yourselves as a group of men, but I am the pirate queen. This here to my left, and she gestures to the tattooed woman, is Tikal. And this here to my left, and she points to the red-haired woman, is Lakshu. It is a distinct pleasure to make your acquaintance. Well, I'm Ariston from the sea. No longer, though. A nice pleasure. Nope. Oh. Did yes. Nice Go to ahead. meet you. Uh, I'm done. A pleasure to make your acquaintance as well. I am Ajax Ford from Shalway. Truly a pleasure. I am a piece of scum in your honorable presence, Queen. I have heard some interesting names before, but that's a first one. I'm sorry. My name's Godwin Corelli the <laughs> second. Godwin Corelli the second. Got it from dad. Interesting, I suppose, then, that it's no coincidence that I see a recorder there at your side. Yep, that would be my mother. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> I mean that you see that, <laughs> and I assume you make the correlation to my mother, and I can confirm that that is my mother. Or is your mother's ashes, like, inside your recorder? You vile spawn of Satan, don't you speak about my mother in that context. Is that why you cr cry when you play it? Because you're, like, blowing your mother <laughs> out the recorder? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't want to speak to you or look at you or acknowledge you in the reality or in the hypothetical. Oh, okay. I, uh, that hurts. You might as well not speak because I'm not acknowledging what you're saying. Well, I'm not, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the queen. Queen. Yes. Now that we've made our introductions, is there any other favor that we can do for you? I have extent of knowledge of healing powers. We need anything healed. Need any food. I'm hmm. sure I can help in Ajax and Godwin. I'm sure we oblige their talents as well. Um, Queen, I just, could you tell the fish sitting beside me uh, that I can speak for myself? And I just want to say that, yes, I am also willing to contribute in any positive way to help you because I, I want to see you be happy. Wow, I, I can just see how well you all work together. How you guys are just very much all on the same page. Not not fish, by the way. Mammal. Yeah, you, you look very much like a human yes. man to me. Very much like a human man. Fish, because he's slimy. He's a slimy man. Well, look at that. The opium's here. <laughs> <laughs> and the attendant actually returns and kneels and lays before all of you. There are, like, individually crafted pipes. They are ma- made of pestle tail ivory. And so it is just, like, carved intricate bones from basically dinosaurs that have been shaped into these very elaborate pipes that are all packed with a dose of opium and the attendant begins to pass them around and he starts with the queen and she puts it in her mouth and he lights it for her and he proceeds to go around and do that for Tikal and Lakshu and moves to do it for the three of you as well as well as Rai and Mags so you guys now all have opiums Oh, I'm so excited. Where do I put it? Godwin uh, takes an I I as a human being, like I being the person that is responsible for Godwin, have no fucking idea what to do with opium or how it's taken in or anything about it. It is being smoked in this particular case. That's why you've all been handed pipes. Is it smoked like... Is it... <laughs> it's like a, like a hookah pipe. I've never done hookah. Well, there are a couple of different ways to imbibe opium, and one of them is a hookah-like pipe, but there are also individual smoking pipes. It's like a tobacco pipe. It's like a tobacco pipe. They tend to be relatively, like, long, thin, and narrow. And so it is like the equi- it's the visual equivalent of one of the fancy cigarette holders that Mm. fancy ladies used to smoke with. Yes. Fancy ladies. (laughs) Is that what we have? Yes, you have these very long, thin pipes. Okay, thank you, Quinn, uh, secret opium addict. (laughs) (laughs) This is an intervention. It's not a podcast anymore. (laughs) I do what I want. (laughs) I can stop whenever. (laughs) I can see what's being cut from the episode. (laughs) So Godwin um, very uh, successfully indulges in one hit. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know That sounds like that would end successfully <laughs> That is the only thing that I can Like even fathom I, He hits up One sleazy Fucking pipe <laughs> One dank toke Of opium So yeah he takes it I don't know what, what A good like thing A metric to like take a large breath right that's like a oh you're in a how do i say that godwin's done this before <laughs> that's all i'm trying to say <laughs> he's a opium pro this isn't my first time at the circus i i sucked in a whole lot and i didn't even cough <laughs> <laughs> exactly so godwin uh it's not his first time at the rodeo took a large 
inhale and didn't even cough and just blows the smoke in Ariston's direction. The opium doesn't have an effect on Ariston. For some reason, like, earth drugs just aren't, like, they just don't affect him. So he's, like, very frustrated and he's, like, furiously smoking it but nothing's happening. And all of a sudden, he just puts the pipe down in defeat. Slow, slow down there. You're really, you're really going fast. Just not feeling it. I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's not, it's not your drugs. I just, I don't think, I don't think, I guess this stuff's not gonna work on me. And then Ajax takes one small hit and just starts coughing uncontrollably. And after that, every time, like, he brings it back up to his mouth, he just kind of pretends to suck in on it. To, like, still be, like, in the moment with everyone, but he's not actually doing any more apu. Getting back to the matter at hand, I have a couple of specific requests. You've come from Zhao Wei. You know what's going on there. We haven't quite had time to get the lay of the land yet, and... It would be useful to get some information. It sounds as though there's something going on with some foreign forces in town. If you know anything about that, that would be useful. There's also a particular piece of trade goods that moved through the town a while ago that we are trying to locate. An idol of a three-armed man cast in gold, or some say, Orichalcum. Pause. I don't know what people look like or behave like when they do opium (laughs) it is an opiate the word opiate comes from the word opium it makes you sleepy and calm okay (laughs) it's like the sleepy time tea okie pokie dokie well i i feel like we've seen that before yeah yeah ajax um i i don't know what you're talking about no godwin Um, i we didn't see anything like that before are you sure i feel I feel like I, I I looked at it with my eyeballs. And uh, Ajax tries to like wink with his eye that's faced away from the queen to Godwin to like convey the message. Okay, I'm gonna ask you a question right now. What is Ajax's guile score? That's a funny yeah. word that I've never heard of. Three. Okay, she is going to try to read your intentions. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Which is to say, determine whether or not you are telling the truth. Oh, no. Goodness gracious. She only got two successes. So right now she has no idea. Yeah, Godwin, we, we haven't seen anything like that. You must be mistaken. I think there might have been one that was like one-armed, but never a three-armed statue. And I don't think it was Orichalcum. Hmm. Well, if you don't have any substantive information on that, I would also be willing to take any information about this invading force that you are dealing with, or about the current status of the city's lovers. Oh, I I feel like I heard about that too. Well, we do know that one of the clans that has come into town recently is the Ragara clan, if that name means anything to you. House Ragara of the realm? Yes, they're a mighty trade house. Yeah, they're a mighty bunch of assholes but i believe that on that point we can agree wow we're really getting a lot here it's like there's chemistry certainly something like that yes i feel like i also heard about the lover thing too that's a thing what about them might you have heard i don't know i feel like i know something i feel like the lovers are you and me (laughs) that was a dumb joke (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Please refrain 
from comparing me to those people. All, all we can really say is that there have been rumors that the lovers may be quarreling. Interesting. Do you have any indication as to why they might be doing that? There were rumors about enchantments and stopping the drought. Hmm. Fascinating. Well, what exactly is it that you are asking me for? Depending on what you are asking for, it may impact whether or not this tidbit of information is sufficient for you to garner our significant backing. Well, you see our very lovey-dovey small companion Godwin here. He doesn't want to use the F word, but we're F words. Right, Ajax? F-words? I don't understand. Right, Ajax? We're fucked. What? Yeah? No! Oh. No. <laughs> Can you tell the annoying fish beside me to shut the fuck up? Not a fish. I'm not a fish. I can breathe out of water and don't have scales and I don't fucking lay eggs and I'm not a goddamn fish. That is like calling me a fish, calling me a fish is like derogatory, man. Stop it. Ajax, do you hear something? Yes, I hear a lot of arguing. Really? And unnecessary arguing when we're trying to talk to the queen. The F word was friends. That was the word. It was friends. I uh, dropped the ball on that one. I'm, I'm sorry. Genuinely thought it was the other thing. It's a mistake. It could happen to anyone. Thank I, you. I was not sure what. That's why I asked. He likes to make a lot of mistakes. Anyway. This opium is great. Yeah, I think I think it should be cut off. I'm going to take another dank toke. Another hit. Another yeah, hit puff. I'm going to have some more. So, as I was saying, our, our little companion here. Godwin kind of starts, like, falling asleep. He's, like, putting his head on Ajax's shoulder and... Kind of dozing off. And I keep trying to, like, lean over to make sure he tilts the other direction when he <laughs> sleeps. Well, our friend Godwin here has managed to invoke the wrath of some of the higher-ups of House Ragra that happen to be in Jaway right now. And we're looking for protection, mainly. And we need someone to back us up militarily. You are aware of the gravity of this request, are you not? Uh, we understand that they're pretty powerful, but we also understand that you, my queen, are very powerful yourself. But I am not in and of myself an army-slaying prince of the earth. I bet you could be. It's fun. Everything's gonna be fun. Just, Ariston's getting, like, a, a contact high right now. It's all psychological. <laughs> he's, like, got really upset with Godwin, and now he's just checking out. <laughs> <laughs> You can slay me anytime. Hmm. Okay. Good one, man. That's a good one. Shut up. All right. So in this particular case, I am going to call upon the use of the social system. There's a couple of things you could do in a situation in order to convince someone of something. They need to have an intimacy that you can leverage to convince them. And you can determine someone's intimacies by asking a question that might lead to you discovering something that they believe in or care about. And then rolling a read intentions roll, which is your perception plus socialize. There are also ways that you can create temporary intimacies, mostly through the use of the the inspire action which keys off of performance oh baby <laughs> too bad i'm fucking high as hell <laughs> 
Man, I've been, I've, I've, I've been, I've been, I've been writing, um, I've been, I've been writing a, a love song recently, and I just, I just think that all of you right here, just all, of, all of my good friends, I think that you all should hear this, this love song that I'm writing, and it's not about like anyone in, in particular. It's just about, um, th- this feeling that I've been having inside, and I call it, Lucy, I love you. Please marry me. <laughs> <laughs> It's called Who the Fuck is a Lucy? <laughs> I'm all 100% Pirate Queen as of this exact moment. <laughs> Godwin X Pirate Queen, the ship that will sail the seven seas. <laughs> so, so do you like listening to the recorder? I mean, like, do you, did you listen to my mom's music? I mean, you recognized it. I don't, I'm, I'm curious. Yes, I grew up in a home where Lucinda Corelli's music was well-regarded, and some of my fondest childhood memories involve her music. Well, that's funny, because some of my fondest childhood memories involve her music, because she was my mom, right? <laughs> that That's very cute. I could, very like, cute. <laughs> play you one of her songs. I mean, she taught a lot of them to me. It could be really lovely. Really? Do you know the Lama Yu's Cantata? Yeah, that that actually, um, my mom used to play that for me before I fell asleep. So, yeah, I know that one real near and dear to me. All right, so I would look at those sweet, sweet performance charms that you've got and see if you want to leverage any of those in this performance role you're about to make. Once we're seeing, you may apply a full performance excellency. Yes, you could easily use that and combine it with other things. Create inspire action, roll 12 dice and 3 dice if harmonious presence meditation is accent, active. It's not determined mood intended by song. And will tar- target an intimacy which resonates with that mood. Target will be moved to great appropriate action. That sounds pretty appropriate. So what are the, the names of the charms that you're using and how much do they cost? I'm using Heart Compelling Method, which costs 5 motes. And Unmatched Showmanship Style, which costs nothing because it's permanente. Cool. What is the pool that you are spending them from? Are you spending them from your personal pool, which will not make you glow, or from your peripheral pool, which will make your cast mark appear on your forehead and start glowing as you play your music? Peripheral. Okie dokie. You do that, and now roll your dice, which is your performance plus charisma. It tells me to roll 12. Yes, but you used a thing that ups the number of dice that you're rolling. Oh, shit. Because you're using a full excellency. <laughs> oh, boy. So it is your performance plus charisma times two. And you can also describe your musical stylings and approach if you want even more dice than that. She has a resolve score of four. Well, I'm at 18. <laughs> so let's see what we can do. Goodness gracious, yeah. Godwin whips out his recorder in a sluggish fashion and begins playing... This melody that is haunting, but really just beautiful, but he's playing it like extra slow and just being a little bit more heavy on those glissandos because he's also tripping out of his mind. It's just super, super high, but he really does want to do a good job. And it's almost like this this kind of lull that's being put into the piece just is accentuated by this quality of the performer and it, it feels more authentic. He's also crying a little bit. Of course he is. It wouldn't be him if he wasn't. Yeah. Okay, so that will give you two extra dice and an automatic success. And what is the specific emotion that you're trying to evoke with Heart Compelling Method? Heartbreak. Nostalgia. Yep, heartbreak and nostalgia. That's good. Is that one success out of the 20 that I have, or is it in addition to? It's in addition. Listen to that, audiences. (laughs) That is the sound of 20 dice. (laughs) 
Oh, shit. I'm seeing, like, three tens. Yeah, baby. Fifteen. Take back that wedding proposal. Pretty much everyone in the room is sitting there with tears rolling down their cheeks, just in silent awe as Godwin plays out this mournful melody on his recorder, and the pirate queen dabs her eyes. I haven't heard that song in a very long time. I had forgotten exactly how much that meant to me. I didn't know that people like you really existed. You have every reason in the world to want to to oppose House Ragara. This is incredibly brave. Get me information on where these Ragara people are holed up, and we will do everything we can to get these people out of my city. Godwin is removing his recorder from his face, and there's some sort of boyhood innocence that's been lost. You can see it in his eyes. He kind of just nods and looks down. Well, luckily, we know exactly where they're staying. Where are they? They're staying on Godwin Street. They actually took over Godwin's house here, like the entire street where he lives. If you want to tell them your address. 123 Fake Street. <laughs> 360 No Scope Lane. 420 Blazed Avenue. <laughs> 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 Guys, this is sad. Godwin's not a child anymore. Keep it real. He's growing up. His first chin hair comes in. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening to me? Godwin gets a very specific vocal injury. I'm a grown-up now. This is what grown-ups do. My mom's dead. Ajax will be sitting on your back. <laughs> okay, if you know where they are, it's going to take time to maneuver the necessary number of people into the city. We've taken small expeditions in, as you appear to have happened upon this evening. I would like for you all to return with Rai, Mag, Tikal, and Lakshu. They are some of my most trusted advisors and confidants. I would like a comprehensive report on the number of people that they appear to have housed in this housing block, and I believe that Lakshu knows a number of contacts in the city who are sympathetic to our cause. I would like for you to meet with them as well, and to use them to organize a way to get more of us in so that we can coordinate this strike. That can definitely be done. This whole docks area is actually being guarded. There's kind of a blockade set up, but we actually know how to get past it. We can take your people past and we'll get a report back to you. Thank you. Is there anything else I can do for you people? That, I think I think I think we're good. And she wipes her eyes and then says, That was truly moving. However, before I send you on your way, I am going to need to swear you all to secrecy. I just need to ensure that nothing about our meeting accidentally comes out. And Lakshu stands up and her tattoos begin to kind of shift and glow around her body. And this large coruscating green orb appears between her hands. And the pirate queen says, This is going to be a lot easier for the three of you if you don't resist. And... She walks up first to Ajax, Lakshu does, and pulls off a piece of this orb of green energy and begins, like, shoving it into your mouth. That's hot. And she proceeds to do that for everyone that is present. Godwin's like, he just looks like he's about to pass out. He just looks drained from all the energy in his body and he just kind of lets it fucking happen. He just, he's almost like a little ragdoll just standing there. It's just sadly lowers his jaw 
it's kind of it's almost pathetic to watch. Ariston's like trying not to make eye contact with her while she's doing it, like when you're at the dentist. Yeah. And you just like <laughs> keep making eye contact and your mouth is open and they're doing shit in there, but yep, that's where he's at right now. Do they have dentists in the sea? Uh yes they do. They have pearly white teeth. <laughs> Ariston is moving towards a more PG friend of comedy. If he wants to do that, that's fine, but... <laughs> nah, he's not. Wow, Ariston should do improv. Okay, but all of you kind of acquiesced to that then? Yes. Yep. Now, I would like for the three of you to tell me where you've been for the last number of hours and what you discussed. Well, we were just sitting in our office. So, anyone who actually tries to tell the truth right now begins to feel incredibly nauseous. If Godwin or Ariston begin to try to tell exactly the truth about what happens, there's an immediate, like, welling feeling in the back of your throat like you were about to vomit. Godwin vomits and passes out. Okay, well, Godwin does vomit, but he doesn't just vomit. He vomits a steady stream of thick, meaty maggots onto the floor. Oh, that's fucking gross, Quinn. Oh, no. Why? I'm going to eat dinner later. God damn it. It's a spell in the book. If you have issues, take it up with John Merck and Holden Shearer. Yep, so if you try to tell anyone about what happened here, you're going to start vomiting up maggots. Oh, God, when fucking vomits up maggots. That actually might be useful in a certain situation where we need to vomit maggots on someone. (laughs) Wait. Keep them as a special skill. Don't test Godwin with people we already know he doesn't like that he's going to bump into again, Adam. Or Ariston. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, remember what I did the other day at this time talking to this? out he's fucking out he gets vomited on with maggots he is he is gone he just saw them he knows now he knows on an instinctual level that no he does not want that that is bad stuff so yeah Godwin vomits maggots and then passes out not on the maggot pile i like that we spend a lot of time on this on the maggots it's a real spell. Yeah, what could you just have been for a different spell? Just pick another one. Because there's no other spells to swear people to secrecy with. There's only the one. Only maggots. There is only maggots. God, why couldn't it have fucking been flower petals? Just the fact you said maybe too. That's how they're described. It's fucking went. You didn't have to use that word. Chunky, chunky maggots. Big, meaty maggots. Clump maggots. Chunky, writhing, squirming about. <laughs> Girthy maggots. Just think of like two thumbs. You, you can hear them screaming. <laughs> you sound like Shrek, like describing his, Donkey. Fan- his fantasy. Tell me what you did last Tuesday. <laughs> Where were you last night, donkey? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dinner! I finally figured out how to make him stop saying I'm making waffles. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody! (laughs) The thing is, I don't know if I can actually keep any of that in. I think I might. I'm gonna try to keep in everything about that that I can. Smash maggot mouth. So, Godwin passes out. 
And we cut into the warehouse as people are coming up over the ledge that had been used previously to enter the city. And it is the three of you, as well as Rai, Mags, Tikal, and Lakshu. Godwin still looks kind of out of it. He clearly hasn't been back in the world of the conscious for all that long. It's pretty late into the evening at this point. It's probably four o'clock in the morning. You're not that far away from sunup, but you are in this warehouse. How are you guys planning to remove yourselves from the district, and where are you planning to go first? Well, we have to get ourselves out of this district by climbing on the the roof and walking along the roofs, right? Just like last time, it was so successful. The second time it worked. Yeah, Let's get on the roof. So I get a rope again and tie it around a chimney that's close to the warehouse that we were in, and everyone climbs up. Okay, cool. I'm going to say Tikal is the last one up the roof, and she briefly loses her footing right before she clambers over, and a roof tile gets knocked loose and falls down to the ground, and a number of the lazy guards who were standing in the area below jump to. Whoa, what's that? I, 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 don't, I, I don't know, man. What? What? Oh, man. Oh, my <clears throat> Sorry. God. Sorry. so out of it. Oh, I just got... Oh. My voice was so high there. Yeah, I, I mean, you okay, bud? Yeah, I just like coughed and exclaimed at the same time. It was wild. Yeah, I was like, wow! But I'm back, I'm back, oh, man. But yeah, like, did you hear a sound? I, I swear I heard like a sound. Yeah. No, it was, it was nothing. We better go check it out. Nothing, nothing to see here. Man, are you hearing that? Hopefully this works the second time. Worked last time. Never know. All right, yeah, so it's going to be another, I believe it was manipulation plus perf- <laughs> yeah. uh, presence check. And so we're going to see if you can beat a difficulty two roll. Why is everyone always bitching about Godwin? Okay, here's just doing some dumb shit too. <laughs> But this exact thing worked, worked last, last time. time. But I think Godwin does dumb stuff on a more regular basis <laughs> than Godwin Ariston. Godwin also has really great roles, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's manipulation plus perception. Presence. I'm gonna buy two more dice. Alright. With my uh, peripheral? Which ones do I use? So personal means you will not show any signs of being magic, and peripheral means that you will. Oh, okay. Well, he's on the roof, so peripheral's fine. And with only two motes anyway, you're not going to glow at all. It's only if you exceed five. And you can also buy a success if you want to by expending a point of willpower, but I don't know what your dice pool is looking like at this point. No, I'm good. So I have seven dice. That looks like one success. (laughs) God damn it! I wanted to work again so bad. Doesn't that sound... Didn't you hear the other guys talking about how they had like a weird simultaneous moment where their consciousnesses told them they needed to like take a break earlier? Yeah, man. And then they sent out that notice in our emails last week. I mean, today. Yeah, they sent out that yeah. notice. Yeah, you're taking issue with the fact of the timing, yeah. not not the emails. <laughs> yeah, they put that sign right here that was like, beware... Look at it. Look at that sign. It says, beware of voices in your head. There are people on the roof. Oh my god, is that a guy on the roof? <laughs> oh my god. Ariston, like, tries to hide. They're just nowhere. They just, yeah, he just, he just, like, stands and, like, <laughs> looks like side to side. Scooby, the Scooby Doo, like, oh. Yeah, arms splayed. Yeah. Eyes wide. What, what are you doing here? Hey, man. You're not allowed behind the docks. Let's get them. So they start clambering, like, after you guys. What you gonna do? Uh, well, Ariston has since regained back most of his power, so if he wants to, he can probably, like, just fuck with the water and, like, make it more of a problem somewhere else. He wants to, like, break. Would the river have a dam anywhere? Okay, so the way that the city works in relation to the river is it literally sits kind of in a bowl suspended above it, like it's sitting between two trees. Okay. So there's not any active source of water that you can actually see from where you are right now, because okay. it's all directly below you. Can I take out my bow and just... I mean, yeah, if you guys want to... 
Let's do that. I mean, it's it's two guards. Two worthless guards. No quality of life. They just fucking murder him. Godwin hops down from the roof, lands like a cat, because, you know, karate in the fourth grade. Ooh. <laughs> and just axe kicks the first one, like, super fucking hard, and then just punches the other guy in the face. Then scampers back up on the roof. Okay. These guys are not very good at what they do, so I don't even feel like it's worth it to roll join combat because they're just dicks. <laughs> But do make a dexterity plus martial arts check, and I'll give you a, a two extra dice on that for your stunt. Can he also, after throwing the punch, grab the body of the guy that he punched and then shove it at the guy who he axe kicked, just piling their bodies on top of each other? Yes. Okay. What was it? Dexterity plus... Martial arts. Okay. Plus two. Bless up. Five. For real, though, Godwin's got all the good rolls. Uh, yeah. So you drop down, you axe kick the first guy, you turn to punch the second guy, you hear him say, oh my godwin? And then he gets punched in the face and thrown into the other guy. <laughs> but they are incapacitated, and so you guys are free to scamper away from the scene of this crime. <laughs> but they definitely recognized you. This heinous crime. This heinous, heinous hate crime. Oh boy. So where are you guys scampering off to? We're scampering across the rooftops to get over to godwin's house where house roger is to try to spy on them get some recon going okay so as you guys enter the area i would like are you guys going to go as a collective group to do the scouting or are you guys going to kind of try to send someone who might be reasonably good at this alone to handle the scouting uh we should probably go as a group cool more fun we yeah. should not take tech to call with <laughs> I do magic. I I don't see why I gotta, like, be discreet about anything. She hasn't talked yet this episode. No, that's... Most of them haven't talked yet. I like the voice you picked. (laughs) I'm actually probably gonna go with a different voice because... Damn it. (laughs) I feel like that kind of detracts from all the cool things that are going on with her character. She's the reason the guards noticed us. Well, look, if they they corner me, then all I have to do is conjure up another ball of my green goo and... I gotta go Slimer on these (laughs) And they'll be puking up his favorite food Hot dogs Hey, so if you guys have problems with the maggots You guys can just start vomiting up hot dogs instead (laughs) Oh boy That's so much better (laughs) Just a steady stream of pink dogs (laughs) Aw, you like fully cooked What? Do they have hot dogs in the ocean? (laughs) (laughs) That we do not have I figured out how we're going to feed all these starving people. God damn it. But no, that is not me committing to her canon voice. Yes, you guys can ask that the four of them or any number of them stay behind somewhere else safe. I forgot where we were sneaking into. The Smiling Ice District. Ah, yes. Godwin's neighborhood specifically. Godwin's walking around, his face still somber. Just his whole expression. No joy. He hops with lifeless uh, lack of passion. He just hops his face unchanged. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Yep. (laughs) We should probably get some disguises or something. I mean, this guy saw our faces. We're as good as dead if we stay like this. We should have killed them. Ajax, I know you really wanted to kill them. Like, I I know you really wanted that, but, you know, what Godwin did was, was just as good, except that, you know, no one died, so... It was worse. If Godwin didn't do that, they wouldn't know who we were. Look, the the murder would have... This is gonna get a lesser investigation. The murder would have been a big one, alright? You're not looking at the logistics here. And yes, we have crime in the sea. God, 
but if that's what you were gonna ask. I'm the biggest investigator in Zhao Wei. They're not gonna hire me to do this, so I think we'd be safe. Well, if you want to go back and kill him, do it. I mean, no one's stopping you, man. So they're just like having this little banter going, and they've like stopped moving on the roofs, and Calvin just keeps moving forward on roofs until they're like a couple roofs back. Okay, but is is it disguises what you guys want to go with? Does anyone have any dots in larceny? Nope. No. Nope. Still do it. Well, if you guys need a little bit of a. Uh... Disguise work. You might not believe it, but I spent a lot of time undercover in different circumstances, so I'd be happy to help you guys out. Yeah, I've, I've got a little bit of a disguise work under my belt. You know, blue hair is pretty obvious, so sometimes you gotta learn how to hide it. And they are, like, reaching into their packs and they pull out a number of makeup brushes. <laughs> <laughs> Makeover! Girls just wanna have fun. Just starts playing. No one knows what it means. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay, they don't actually have a very good dice pool because they aren't super great, but five will do. (laughs) Mags and Rai just botched their disguise roll. God fucking damn it. Can we have sense of dignity rolls? <laughs> well, I'm... Ariston has now been the cause of, like, two bad situations <laughs> since dressed up as a fucking clown. <laughs> no, I'm thinking, like, they're just like, what's the most, the strangest thing? What's what's no one gonna suspect? And so there is, like, really, really, really bright rouge on everyone's cheeks and, like, kind of sloppily applied contouring to the faces to try to make them look differently. And you guys are very, very clearly people who are just trying to not look like yourselves. Fucking mustache is painted on with eyebrow. Go ahead and give me like the individual descriptions of what your characters are looking like now that they've been done up all sorts of wrong. So Godwin, still with his straight face of no, no emotion, no joy, has a mustache drawn on with eyebrow shaping. And he's got like really, really red cheeks, but they're just like... Pikachu cheeks almost. They're just like these circles of red in the middle of his cheeks and it looks like someone just grabbed a pile of soot and just went like on his face. So it's just dirty. He looks like he looks like he came from a clown gig to go chimney sweeping and then it's just oh boy. Ariston is supposed to resemble a woman but it's just horrible. He has like a, a wig that's been like chopped on one side. So you can still like see part of his regular hair on the other side. It's long. And then they are attempting to fashion a sort of dress, but it's it's not fitting well at all. Ah, Godwin also has a hat. <laughs> a nice hat. Nice hat. <laughs> it's a cool guy's hat. Okay. So Ajax, they've tried to age him by like adding wrinkles and stuff, but you can totally tell that they're like drawn in because they're just wrong and they're placed or places that wrinkles like don't actually happen. So they're like crow's feet, but they're like on his temples and then wrinkles around his mouth for like a smile, but they're like set too high and too wide. And then he has like brown eyebrows, but they like tried to make a unibrow, but it's really dark black. So you can obviously tell that it's just drawn in in the middle. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. Hey, um, I know that it was kind of sloppy, but you guys are just going to have to trust us. This is going to be fine. Um, so do you want us to go with you or do you want us to wait here? I feel like you should wait here. You might draw too much attention to yourselves being pirates and all. Okay. Are you guys going to drop down to the street as you guys kind of get close? Or are you guys going to try to stick to the roofs as much as possible? We're just going to stick to the roofs. Okay. 
you guys get across the street from Godwin and Lucy's houses, and in the front of Lucy's house is sitting a large flag with the house Tepetmon. There's actually a couple of other houses in the area that have that, but most of the houses have the house Ragaramon, which is the circle with the three dots in the triangular shape. And at the house in which Godwin grew up as a child, there's the biggest, largest, most magnificent house Ragaramon flag. And strolling out the door, you can see Ragara Samir, the man that you saw in the gambling den, Tepet Rauha. And there is a third figure behind them, who is a man with very, very fine olive-colored skin. He has magnificent hair that is tied back into a slight bun, but he has a lot of forelocks hanging forward. He is wearing a battle apron. It's a piece of cloth that allows for a lot of movement that doesn't have open arms. It's like an apron that's tied in the at the middle and then kind of hangs down around the legs with a large set of heavily padded cloth armor underneath of it. And at his side, he has the largest sword probably any of you have ever seen. It is a slashing sword that is probably a good six feet long and sits in a hilt that is clearly made of white jade. So this regalia is all white or gray in color. He has the Ragara House Mon largely emblazoned on his apron, and he does not have his left arm. And as they are exiting the house... Ragara Samir looks up and sees the three of you crouched across the roof, like on the roof across the street, and he points up and says, By the dragon's vijai, that's them. Thank you so much for listening to Swallows in the South. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to us, rate us, and review us on iTunes. Every review really helps get the show out there to more new listeners. If you want to find us on the web, you can find us at swallowsofthesouth.com, on Twitter at swallowsofsouth, on Tumblr at swallowsofthesouth.tumblr.com, and on Google Plus at swallowsofthesouth. If you have any questions you would like answered or would like to speak to Quinn via email, please send your messages to swallowsofthesouth at gmail.com. Our intro music is new by Elvis Herod, and I hope to see you next Tuesday.